The GRBJ Podcast is brought to you by Spectrum Health Integrated Care Campus at 426 Michigan Street. Taking care of your family is now easier than ever with multiple services all in one convenient location. And Seven Monks Grand Rapids, worldwide craft beer, locally crafted cuisine, located at the new 616 Lofts Building at 740 Michigan Street. This is the GRBJ Podcast. I'm Pat Evans, and with me today is Tim Gortzman. Hi, Tim. Hello, Pat. How you doing? I'm doing pretty well. How are you? I'm all right. Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good. What? Tell your joke. Oh, okay. I got a joke. <laughs> all right. I got a joke. It's not even a joke, but it's, it's kind of, okay, I'll just throw it out on you. All right. Tell me, what do... A commercial fisherman, mm. a potential FBI agent, a law student, and a bartender have in common. I don't know. They all sound like a a guy that we talked to recently. <gasps> Maybe they all those roads lead to the library. <gasps> the Kent District Library. Indeed. Yeah. Today on the podcast, we have Lance Warner the executive director of Kent District Library, who has described to himself, described to himself, (laughs) (laughs) described to me himself as the big fat guy from Detroit. True. And he's a hugger. He is. He is a hugger. But you know what? He's he's got some pretty, pretty cool things, and he followed a pretty circuitous route to where he is today. So let's give him a listen. Lance, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Of course. I want to talk to you first about, can you go back and detail a little bit of your careers, multiple that you had before going in the library? Oh, geez, I've done it all. I um, I worked on a fishing boat. I uh, moved furniture. I was a short order, order cook. <laughs> That's such a fun job. <laughs> um, I was a bartender. Um, I was a small business manager. Of a couple of small businesses, um, including a sporting goods store, which was awesome. Um, I wish I had that discount now. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, then I ended up going to law school uh, because I wanted to go work for the FBI. And uh, met my wife halfway through and decided that maybe working for the FBI wasn't such a great move for a guy with a... She had a daughter that I adopted. Um, So you decided that or she decided (laughs) that? Um, It was kind of a mutual decision. There you go. It's like, yeah, I don't don't want to move all around the country. And uh, anyway, so I I worked in the library. I had up to... Times I had a four part time jobs when I was going to law school. One of them was working in the library. That was my day job. And... uh, I was really tired. Anyway, um, so I really liked that and uh, decided to enroll in library school and uh, ended up uh, uh, doing both for a while. And I graduated law school and took the bar, which wasn't a lot of fun. No. and uh, But I passed, thank goodness. Which is a lot of fun. Which is a lot of fun. <laughs> and then um, I finished up library school and then I went to go work for the state at the Library of Michigan as the library law specialist. What wow. is the library law specialist? Sounds fascinating, I know. Um, <laughs> so the library law specialist, no surprise here, uh, is a specialist in library law. Huh. And uh, Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> wow. Ooh, what a reach. And um, 
So I helped all the public libraries in the state with their legal issues, and I was an administrative law judge for the State Historic Preservation Review Board. You don't want to say that fast a lot of times. And um, helped them with proposals for decision and uh, did a lot of presentations. I worked with the Attorney General's Office on on an amicus brief on a case that was in front of the Supreme Court involving libraries and uh, just got out there and did a lot of really fun things. And so it was during that time that I really, really developed kind of a profound respect for what public libraries were doing and the, you know, kind of the transformational nature of their work and how they were really, you know, a governmental entity that was really making a difference in a lot of people's lives, lifting them up. And I thought, you know what, I want to be a part of that. And I've always enjoyed uh, being in management and being in leadership roles. So there was a vacancy at the Capillary District Library for a director there, and uh, I applied and got the job, and then I was kind of recruited to come over to KDL. And so when that vacancy came up, gosh, it's been six and a half years ago, I applied, and here I am, and here I plan on staying. Nice. You know, people ask me, they say, you know, how long are you going to stay here for? Because I get people, people try to recruit me, and, and I say, forever, um, <laughs> because... I and I've lived all over the country and I've lived in a lot of places and I think Kent County is a pretty outstanding place to raise a family and uh there's so many exciting things going on here and uh of course I uh I love beer <laughs> that's true and this is uh this is a good spot to live if you like beer and yep. I I really love fishing which is uh something else that Grand Rapids has uh, an abundance of yep. and so uh it's wonderful I we just have such a good time I take my kids out fishing on the rivers and the lakes and um You know, we just have a great time in Kent County. There's so many things going on here all the time. And I got to say, you know, I drive back to Ingham County. I'm going to throw a little bit of shade. Uh, (laughs) And one big difference between Kent County and Ingham County is when you drive around Kent County, you see a lot of Tyvek on the side of new houses. Mm -hmm. And you drive around Ingham County, you see a lot of houses for sale, uh, no Tyvek. And it's really apparent to me that Kent County is really leading the state. Um, I have a lot of dealings in Detroit, so I'm going back and forth okay. uh, often, although Detroit's making quite a comeback as well. But between here and there, not so much. It kind of looks like it has for the last 20 years. Is is that growth, is that leadership, if you will, reflected in library numbers as well? Are you getting more people? Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we're busier than we've ever been. Okay. Um, circulation's up over 30%. And I really think that the Kent District Library has made a concerted effort to respond to people's wants and needs. And um, so we flux with and, and, and change with changing times. And so as you know, electronic media became more popular, we made a substantial investment in that. And we mm-hmm. have this extraordinary ebook collection. And actually, we circulate as many electronic materials as we do out of our branches um, these days. And then we have all types of things. Kent County is... Uh, I might be the fattest guy who lives in Kent County. Uh, seems like everybody here exercises, <laughs> and uh, I've noticed uh, lots of biking and things like that, and people really are into that, and I think that's wonderful. So we have bikes, and um, we just try to give people what they want and make them happy. Yeah, you were. I, it was a couple weeks ago now, or last week, I don't remember, but you mentioned something about yeah, Oculus Rifts and oh, stuff. Yeah. I mean, you guys really are making a push into tech that, we really are. Is that something that libraries outside of Kent County are doing, or is that? I think some. Um, you know, I read about 
other libraries doing things. And I'm always, I don't know, I feel like every public library has a duty to push mm -hmm. its boundaries and try to serve the public better all the time because they're tax dollars. And so we, we have that duty to the people that are paying taxes. And I feel like innovation is critical and fear of innovation holds our profession back. And so, you know, I think that it's a mistake to get sentimental I think that uh, the responsible course of action is to push and figure out what people want and give it to them. So I think that we are on the bleeding edge of technology and a lot of the things that we do. Um, but I think that a lot of libraries are kind of mired in sentiment. And, you know, libraries aren't for books. Libraries are for people. Mm -hmm. And libraries are community centers and community hubs and should reflect the communities that they serve. And I think a lot of traditional thinking in libraries – in library land is the libraries are for the collection and maintenance of the collection. And I think that's pretty short sighted. And so one of the things we do is not only do we push, we encourage others to push as well. Okay. And uh, we think that, you know, the Kent district library is very popular and loved by, you know, people in Kent County, but we know that we're not an Island and that all the libraries are interconnected. So we'd like to see every public library be successful and, you know, serving the people in the community, you know, in a way that, that makes a difference in a lot of people's lives and um, in, you know, serving the community in a way that makes the library kind of like the heartbeat of the community. And that's what it should be. It should be the place where it's kind of like, you know, the community house mm -hmm. and, uh, and we want people to come in and, you know, have a, a meaningful experience and to be uplifted and to connect with something that matters to them. And we want to educate people, of course, but we want them to be entertained at the same time. Yeah. Um, it's the old Mary Poppins, a spoonful of sugar, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so we, we really embrace that. So do, and, uh, do, you yeah, work with, do you work with Grand Rapids Public Library on yeah, anything? a little bit. Um, recently in the last, uh, gosh, maybe it's been a year now, we talked to them and we have the ability to issue their cards. Okay. Um, and that's because a lot of the people that live in the bordering areas that go to Grand Rapids Public Library mm -hmm. come into the Kent District Library and want to check things out and they might not have a library card. And so we want to make sure that we're able to help them so we can check things out and vice versa. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd like us to work a lot closer together, though. Okay. I really do. I think I think that that'd be fantastic and... Uh, you know, we'll wait and see what the future holds. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, you mentioned libraries as community centers. A lot of people do work there. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's kind of funny because I used to work, when I would come home from college, I'd work at the EGR Public Library. Beautiful setting. Mm -hmm. But now you think about co-working spaces and stuff that people pay for these types of places. Do you see any model in that? Or are you just saying, well, that's what we've always done. That's what we do. Uh, choice B. <laughs> um, you know, there are a lot of people that, and I think the co-working spaces are great. Mm -hmm. I really do. No knock on them. But there's a lot of people that come to the library and use our uh, study rooms for their office. And, uh, you know, they can print there and they can access the internet there and they can do conference call, whatever they need to do. I mean, they can, they can do it there. In fact, I know um, uh, of a couple of businesses that have gotten rid of their storefronts and kind of run out of the library. Hmm. Really? So we're here for people. I mean, whatever you need us to be, we're like what, like the Bruce Lee water, you know, I'm yeah. water. I take the shape of whatever, <laughs> vessel. you know, that's, right. that's at the library is water. Very Zen like. Okay. 
Um, <laughs> and but, quiet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I gotcha. Sometimes quiet. We call it the mm. the noise of uh, the noise of learning. Um, <laughs> it's much different than it used to be. If anybody shush, shushes you when you come to the Kent District Library, I want you to call me directly <laughs> uh, because that's not how we roll anymore. Yeah, I got it. So should I, should I do this a second here? Oh boy. Oh yeah. Are we gonna sing a song? No, we're not gonna <laughs> sing a song. No, nope. but I gotta. Oh no. Oh yeah, I gotta show Lance something here. Uh oh. Okay. He's getting his wallet out. Dun dun dun. This is like coin collecting. Can oh, you tell me snap. how old Look at that, that is? <laughs> Man, that's a dinosaur right there. <laughs> you, my friend, have been a part of our family for a long time. You know we call it the family now. <laughs> and uh it's not a cult, I promise. Okay. Um but you are a part of the family and we would encourage <clears throat> pardon me. You know, I, moved, I didn't have any allergies until I moved back to Michigan, just for the record. And yeah, now, okay, I, no. oh gosh. No, I anyway, <laughs> we consider everybody in the county part of our family, and uh, we just would like you to come in and and hang out with us. Um, that's fantastic, man. I'm I'm showing Lance a library card that was probably issued a long time ago. Yes, yes. And, um, Is that '90s? Oh, it might be. It might be closer to the '70s. What? Let me see. That. Awesome. And they my, had barcodes my home, back then? Yeah, yeah they, they didn't have anything <laughs> electronic, but somehow they must have read that. Um, it's funny. My home library is the Wyoming branch. Oh, great, great. And um, they try to take that from me on occasion. Yeah. Like, in, in a positive way. Right. They, they say, oh, we can get you a new one of those. And I, uh, no thanks. And they go, oh, okay. <laughs> I can tell they're disappointed. Right. They, they want to snatch that baby. But no, that one's been around for a long time. I mean, you need to keep hold of that. That's that's one. Don't let them take it away. Just say no. I, I have. I've said no. They've been able to renew it for me that's a great. few times. So that's, you should frame it. Yeah, and then not, bring it in on the frame <laughs> and, and try and run it under the scanner that way. Yeah, I don't yeah. think that's probably right. going to work that well. Anyway, you never know. Yeah, I guess you don't. So I mean, I I think I single handedly keep the Wyoming branch pretty much solvent. That's wonderful. Um, <laughs> you know, Are you a lot of overdue stuff? None. None? No, but I, 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 I keep circulation numbers up. Because keep it up. Good. I, I, I probably take out about four books per time, so four books for three weeks. And, you know, it's, it's an interesting... It's an interesting thing. I love to read, and, you know, obviously being in journalism, I, I like to read a lot of different things. But um, I... I hear you talking about the electronic thing. Do you run into people who will say, I will never use anything oh, yeah. electronic? Of course, of course. And then I've had people on the other side say, a day will come when there'll be a bookless library. I don't think that's true either. I think that there's always going to be, it's kind of personal preference. There's yeah. those that are going to really embrace the convenience of electronics, and there's going to be those that really, really like to interact with you know, the physical materials. And mm-hmm. that's whatever your flavor is, you know, we've got you. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't judge. We don't have a preference. We uh, <laughs> we just like to make people happy. And as long as you're smiling, we're happy. <laughs> How do libraries make money? Taxes, um, donations. Um, also, Michigan Law is kind of quirky. We get um, penal fines for... Speeding tickets. Nice. Uh, it's a violation of state law. So if you're speeding on the highway, um, we get a portion of those those fines. So 
I encourage everybody to speed. <laughs> um, and then we get some state aid, which comes out of the general fund every year. Okay. But the Kent District Library, about almost 90% of our funding comes from taxes. So okay. if we didn't have our millage, we would not exist. Hmm. Well, I, you know, I think I mentioned my home library is Wyoming. They did kind of an interesting little thing, a little community help yeah. uh, over there. Did, are you familiar with that? I am. I am. They, um, I guess it was some months ago, they they had a dedicated millage just for the library maintenance. And so, and I got to say that they've been super supportive in the city of Wyoming. Mm. And so they used that to complete all of their big building projects. And then they didn't have a need for it anymore. So the choice was to just not levy it. Mm-hmm. Or continue it, continue it on and split part of it off to help fund the, some of the parks, and right. so that's what they did. But I'm happy to say that they've been nothing but great partners to us, and they've always been very supportive. And they actually are um, doing a project right now to update all of the desks mm-hmm. in the in in the in the library. I don't know if you've noticed, but some of the veneers are starting to get a little warped and. Yeah. Um, so they're they're busy fixing all of those, and uh, no, they've they've been wonderful. I have nothing but respect for the the city and um, the parks department and all the great work that they do. And they're all, they're always right on top of things. So if there's any issue, they're there. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I think I've told you this, but I mean, I really believe it's the Taj Mahal of the KDL system. You've I, told I, me that multiple I times. I have told you that. It's pretty. It's, it's a pretty cool building. It's better than where I live. I can tell you that. Yeah. And I've often thought. If I just like rolled under a couch or something at closing time, and, you know, <laughs> and uh, kind of pop gotta back be, out when they be were that gone, guy. I could the, be uh, that guy. The 24-hour patron. Yeah. <laughs> we actually are opening a 24-hour library um, early next year at the service center. Really? Yes. And it'll be self-serve. There'll be cameras there. So I think probably the best analog for it would be like an Anytime Fitness or something like that. It's mm-hmm. a 24-hour gym. It's going to be very similar. You'll have to card in. And there'll be a, a, you'll have to put your pin in so we'll know who's in the building and they'll be able to, anybody will be able to circulate materials or um, pick up holds there or access the computers or whatever they might need. Mm-hmm. There's a small space, there's a TV and of course there's restrooms and everything. Okay. And, you know, so people have mentioned, well, aren't you afraid of security issues? And the answer to that's no, because it will be monitored yeah. and we do have a security service on that building. So if there's any sort of issue, we can easily, you know, call the police or call a security company. We'll be aware of it. Okay. And um, it's right along the White Pine Trail, and uh, it'll be easily accessible by bicycle. And then people can drive over to Comstock Park Service Center and use it. And that's not open yet, but it will be early next year. And so we're kind of thinking of the scenario where maybe there's a kid who has a homework project and does like I did and waits the very last moment Shocking. and decides they need yes. to go to the library. I know it never happens except yeah. for me. And um, decides they need to go to the library, and all the libraries are closed. What to do, what to do. Well, right. by gum, they can come on down or, <laughs> you know, and, and go to – they can even ride their bike there, go to the service center and, and get in that way. Or if there's a business person who has, you know, a late-night work project, they can get in there. Or, you know, if you're bored at night don't know what to do, you can come on down and uh, – get in there and use the library okay. all the time. It should be interesting. interesting. So for a 24-hour patron, we're, we're going to have a solution here very soon. We'll have a 24-hour library. The GRBJ podcast is brought to you by Spectrum Health Integrated Care Campus at 426 Michigan Street. 
Taking care of your family is now easier than ever with multiple services all in one convenient location. And Seven Monks Grand Rapids, worldwide craft beer, locally crafted cuisine, located at the new 616 Lofts Building at 740 Michigan Street. Well, what, what else you got coming? I mean, going to be any building projects? Yeah, any, there are. Uh, there's a couple of things perking out there. Uh, several of the communities where we have branches are contemplating uh, expansions of their projects. And then, of course, um, uh, something. there's two really two new projects that are definitely on the horizon. Um, there's the Village of Ada project. Okay. And they're talking in Ada about building a branch there, um, which would be a great thing. Because the other thing that people don't talk about with libraries in the business community in particular is this concept of the library as an anchor store. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that libraries do is to drive foot traffic. And so if you strategically place a library in your downtown area, you're going to have foot traffic in and out of the library. And so there's a commercial district around that library. The storefronts around the library will have built-in foot traffic because if you don't have foot traffic and you have a storefront, you're in trouble. Right. So they're they're contemplating that, and it'd be a great service to the community as well. And then um, then Kellogg'sville High School actually is interested in partnering with us to have a have a KDL branch right in their high school library. That'll be a community library. Oh, really? Yeah. Would that be a first uh, um, for KDL? Well, first for us. Okay. It's, it's happened other places, but um, first for us for sure. And it's kind of nice because it would enable. Uh, the community members and it's very it's kind of very dense population there yeah to walk right over to the library and use it and uh it'll help us you know combat the summer slide mm. you know because the kids can go and do story times right in the library there mm. and so those are two things that i think um definitely have legs and are, are moving down the track i mean we haven't signed any documents yet but I think that they sound promising. Okay. And, uh, of course, we have the 24-hour library. And then I think probably the biggest news of note is because of a Steelcase Foundation grant. Thank you, Steelcase Foundation. Um, <laughs> the bookmobile is coming back. Oh, the bookmobile. After, I, I think it's been at least 40 years. Oh, yeah. okay. I don't remember that. I know you're going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember I that. I think that it's been 40 years. It might have been a little more. It might have been a little less. But it's been a long time. Yeah. And so we've partnered with um, Steelcase Foundation and the KSSN, and don't ask me what that stands for right now because <laughs> I something school Kent School something sorry sorry KSSN um, I'm not doing very well my acronyms today um, but we're going to be taking the bookmobile to schools and then we also want to run it out to underserved rural areas okay. because one of the issues in the county that's not often focused on is this issue of rural poverty mm -hmm. and transportation issues. Right. And if you're in the north part of the county in the wintertime, you know that that's a real, that's, there's, even if it's, there are, there are transportation issues. So we're always looking to try to bring service to people that can't come to the service. We'll try to bring the service to you. And so we plan on running it, you know, bookmobile, bookmobile out in those areas. We'd like to take it to uh, retirement homes and, just really try to get all of the population that we're not that are not able to easily access one of the branches mm -hmm. and make sure they have access to. Nice. So really excited about that. And then um, right now we're working on a few partnerships with um, uh, let's see, it's the Community Literacy Initiative okay. through the Literacy Center. Mm -hmm. They run a great program over there. 
and we're trying to work on the uh, third grade reading issue with them. And so we've just started talking about how we might make that happen and working with the KISD on that one. I know that one. That's the Kent Intermediate <laughs> School District. And then um, we are working with a geek group. Man, they're cool over yeah. there. You ever been over yes. there? Oh, it's yes. amazing. Yep. And so we're going to work on some STEAM activities with them, okay. real things. And then that is we're planning on we're really interested in kind of buttressing skilled trades too. Okay. Um, and I think there's a huge need for it. And I think part of that is doing projects that are cool that people are interested in being a part of. And so there's going to be a series of projects next spring, I believe. Yeah. Or maybe it's going to be sometime next year. It, it's going to culminate though next summer in a motorcycle build. And then we're going to mm. build the geek bike. <laughs> and ideally, we'd really like to get kids involved that might be interested in going into skilled trades because there's a lot of steam involved with sure. actually wrenching on something um, with our partners over at the Geek Group. And then what we want to do is get the bike, and then we want to sell the bike, and then we want to build something else. Okay. Um, so it's kind of out of the box. I don't think yeah. any library in the history of anywhere, anytime, <laughs> ever has <laughs> built a motorcycle, but we want to do that. I mean, we got into beer, but you have yeah, to. Yeah. It's West Michigan. Right. And um, so we have that going on. And then we're in very preliminary talks with GRCC and um, MTech about working hard to further buttress the skilled trades again. Okay. And to get, because I think a lot of kids have aptitude for that and might not really be aware of it. And so mm -hmm. if they get their hands in it and they start messing around with it, they might discover, you know, their passion. And then, you know, by partnering with GRCC and MTech, we can lay out a career path for them and uh, that might even result in a job at the end. Who knows? Yeah. And so that'd be super cool to have programs that – and I kind of – I was talking with Dr. Pink over there. Dr. Pink's amazing. Got to tell you, I don't know if you met Dr. Pink, but Not yet. he's an outstanding guy. Anyway, Doc, smart guy. Anyway, Dr. Pink and I were talking – and I said, you know, the library is kind of like little streams that feed the river. And so we have our fingers in a lot of communities. And so we can reach out to not only kids, we could reach out to veterans, we could reach out to new Americans, we could reach out to people that have been previously incarcerated, we could reach out to other people that might be looking, you know, for a new line of work and see if they're interested in getting into this and then kind of provide a path forward for them. I mean, we're not going to pay for, you know, their, their education or anything, but you know, we can at least point them in the right direction. So right. the concept is taking somebody who walks into a library program, whether they're a kid or another group, and then, you know, possibly ending up with a, a good career at the end of it. Mm -hmm. That's a win. Oh, That's absolutely. a win for West Michigan. Right. That's a win for those, those folks that are in the program. That's a win for institutions. That helps build the economy and get people back to work. Yep. So we think it's really important. Yep. It's an exciting time in libraries. Oh, That's man. not something you hear very often. No. And it's more than just books. Oh, yes, it is. And so just one caveat, <laughs> um, the GRCC program is something that's just conceptual at this point. Mm -hmm. We haven't signed any documents. Nope. Um, and uh, the geek group programs, That's we, ha we have a, a plan moving forward, mm -hmm. but don't worry, we haven't done anything just yet. But anyway, I think it's, again, it's always important to push the boundaries of what's possible and to always kind of bring your A game every day. Sure. Especially when you're dealing, you know, with, with taxpayer money and trying to be provide the biggest return on investment possible. And I mean, again, if we can get 
people interested in education or skilled trades or whatever and lift people up and transform their lives, we won. That's our whole purpose for mm-hmm. being. Absolutely. I, I love to I was... love to preach the gospel of whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that a lot of people have a preconceived notion that right. maybe libraries aren't very progressive. Maybe they're behind the times. And I think you've absolutely debunked that. And I know you don't have signed agreements, but you know, in my mind, it's progress. It's looking forward. It's it's trying to do something different that helps West Michigan. And and you know, in my book, that's a great thing. Well, did I'm I say in my say book? That. Oh my God, that was terrible. Sorry. <laughs> you know, um, and again, everything that we do, we want it, we want it to be experiential, and we want it to be fun, and we want it to be enriching, and we really we just want to lift people up. You know, I don't really feel like I have a job. I feel like it's my calling. Yeah. And uh, I hope that everybody that listens to this is doing something where they feel like it's their calling. I don't feel like my work's my work. Um, I feel like for me, it's almost like my prayer, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I feel so lucky to do what I do and to work with the people that I work with and I care about them so deeply. And, um, so when people ask me if I'm going anywhere, it's like, never, you're going to find me dead. <laughs> like that beached whale they blew up on YouTube, um, by my chair, just don't dynamite me in the office because yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be, bad. be a mess. Yeah, it'd be no, a mess. No, I know why you're opening a 24-hour service. That's right. Here. Okay, I get that. <laughs> well, thanks so much for joining us, Lance. It's always a blast to talk to you. Oh, thanks, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity. That was Lance. I he just every time I talk to him, he just makes me laugh. I know he, he's a good guy. I'm, fortunately, he's uh, far more eloquent than we are at the top of this show, but. That's all right. It's got to have somebody who can actually use the language and speak well. So, Well, we'll go to the library soon, pick some books, and hopefully learn the language better. Absolutely. This week's podcast was sponsored by Spectrum Health Integrated Care Campus and Seven Monks. Until next week, stay informed with us. Visit grbj.com daily and pick up this week's print edition.